Now, in studio, we've got one in the stressless and one in the high chair, but it's not really a high chair, high chair. It's just a taller chair. A taller chair. <laughs> From uh, a counselor and at Ben Lapine Schools, both of them actually are. So I'm going to let you introduce yourselves as we get here. First of all, Amber Lee, tell me a little bit who you are and a little bit about you. Hi, my name is Amber Lee, and I work at Lapine High School as a school counselor. I am a new counselor. I was te a teacher for 17 years in various places. Oh, wow. Okay. And Jess? Um, I'm Jess Calbreth, and I'm the district lead counselor in Ben Lapine School. So I've been a counselor for 15 years, um, four of them in Ben Lapine Schools. All right. So graduation is coming up. This is going to be a pretty active time of year, I would assume. Yes, yes it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what are you crazy with? What's happening? Well, a lot of the seniors have waited to the last minute to do some things, and so they're really realizing quickly the deadlines that are coming. So, you know, lots of seniors coming through, asking questions, making sure their credits are on track. So that they actually have enough to wear the cap and gown. That's right. Yes, exactly. Yes. What sort of things can families do to help them? I mean, definitely checking in with their student just to make sure that they're um, doing what they need to do in these last couple weeks. Um, also encouraging students to talk to their teachers and communicate just to make sure that they have all their ducks in a row to be done. I think it's hard because seniors are in a position where they're looking forward to all the activities that kind of center around celebrating graduation um, and sometimes forget about the like checking the boxes of things that they need to get done. So just, you know, that constant communication with each other to make sure that we're on track for um, the next big step. Yeah. What kind of advice do you have for families and parents to keep the seniors focused? I would say help them meet their deadlines, make sure that they're encouraging them and giving them emotional support. Yeah. What sort of thing, now specifically, what do they need to make sure they, the boxes you referred to? Oh. What boxes do they need to make sure they get ticked? Every student has, um, you know, graduation requirements that they need to complete by the end of their time in high school. And so that's something that counselors talk to kids about, you know, all four years. They check in with them consistently. And so usually the classes that the, the students are in right now are needed for graduation. So just ensuring that they're meeting all the requirements for those classes um, so that they can get a passing grade and we can celebrate them as they walk across the stage. There's quite a few seniors, too, that are having to change gears and get their credits in a different way, such as um, Ben Lapine offers work credit for students. And so if they maybe didn't pass their elective class, we can give them a work credit and they turn in um, a resume, cover letter, and hours for verification. Um, and then they have to do an aptitude test as well. And so there's you know various ways that we can help seniors get across that finish line, even at the end. Are there things that they should have been doing in the last couple of years to make sure they get to this day? Um, I think just, you know, being aware of what they need to get done. Um, I think just in the last few years they've had, it was kind of hard, harder for them to predict the future just because we were in, you know, a situation where school was changing a little bit. Um, and so I, I think it's, you know, they just need to kind of, be planning for what's to come and making sure that they can meet the requirements that they need. I'm assuming you're referring to pandemic. Yes. <laughs> so just and even anecdotally, you don't have to have numbers to back it up, but mm -hmm. have you noticed any differences between pre-pandemic graduating classes and now post-pandemic? 
Uh, I would say definitely attendance. Uh, this graduating class has been probably the most affected as far as getting to go to school and then not go to school and learning how to access their education from home, just like we talked about, businesses and all the, all the, all the ways that people are working from home, able to access their education and jobs. And so we've noticed now that coming back into the school, not a lot of them came back and they've still made their graduation requirements because they were able to access it from home. Um, so the platform is available for them to do that sometimes, and um, the motivation to come to school is lacking, I'd say, and we're trying to obviously change that and make school engaging and things like that, but they just miss that kind of crucial period in between their um, sophomore, junior year. And so they've got to catch up. Jess? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, she touched on the attendance and just re-engaging with schools. And so I think as educators, we're looking at different ways to engage students um, so that they, you know, still continue to see school as, you know, an entity to get them to their next step in life. Um, So, you know, just being flexible with our our learners has been um, a shift for us as educators. And I think as counselors, um, you know, we're trying to re-engage students in different ways and find different ways for them to maybe meet graduation requirements if, um, you know, the typical school isn't working for them. What would be some of those different ways? Well, she mentioned like work credits. We do have students that get after school jobs and, you know, enticing them to get, um, you know, different credits. We have students that um, are maybe opting to do a mixed sort of day in terms of in-person school as well as virtual school. Um, So we do have some flexibility for students so that we can continue to have them meet those graduation markers, Um, but it might look different for each kid. Yeah, and doing surveys and finding out what the interests are of the seniors and trying to provide that kind of education for them. We also partner with COCC for our expanded options program. So seniors or juniors and seniors can take classes through COCC and get high school credit for that while also earning college credit. So that's another way that we kind of entice students to learn. Excellent. Okay. Um, So... How can families help students avoid senioritis? <laughs> or is it too late? <laughs> well, they only have a couple weeks left. Yeah, a couple but... <laughs> weeks left. Um... I think just, you know, checking in, being encouraging. Also, like, you know, leveraging some of the fun activities. Like, a lot of schools have senior barbecues. You know, we have our graduation rehearsal. Like, this time of year becomes, um, you know, a lot of fun for kids with a mix of nostalgia. I was just going to um, say. <laughs> so, you know, just talking to their kids about the excitement of that and encouraging them to keep going so that they can be part of those fun activities um, at the end of the year. Because, you know, I think, you know, for me too, you know, it becomes, it's really exciting to see all these kids make it from when we met them as freshmen to senior year. So it's a pretty fun time of year. It really is. And I think just parents can obviously make those expectations and boundaries for their seniors and um, you know also give a little bit too and if they are going to school regularly and meeting their deadlines um, you know hey yes you can do maybe a day off here and there but just attending school being a part of it because they are going to miss it this time this time of year is always they realize they say oh my gosh wait a second I have to join the real world now Mm -hmm. and so just having fun and being there and being a part of the, the whole process. Amber since you were a teacher and now you're a counselor in which capacity did you have more one-on-one contact with students? 
I would actually say teaching more because I had 30, 40 kids in my classes. Um, but switching over to counseling is a lot more rewarding for me because I was also trying to teach and do lesson plans and deal with behavior concerns and things like that activities. Um, and so this is fun for me because it's, it's one-on-one and I get to really take the time to have those conversations with students and kind of see them grow over the time. As a district lead counselor, mm-hmm. what are your responsibilities? Um, so I support all the counselors K-12. Um, we're a growing program. We actually just got elementary school counselors started this year, and we are adding even more next year. So we're really looking at um, developing a program where all students can access and um, have their counselor as a resource in all of our schools K-12. About um, what percentage of students take advantage of a relationship with a counselor? Um, I think it probably varies by school. Um, ideally, counselors are out serving all students in a variety of ways. Like we usually try to get into classrooms. We do individual student planning with all our students. And then we have what we call like our tier two, tier three students that we might meet with in small groups or individuals. Um, but ideally, all students are served by counselors. Um, it just might look differently um, for each student, how they access them. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, now that you've had experience in both, would you ever go back to teaching? Probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I, if I needed to because I moved or something like that, I definitely enjoyed teaching very much. But um, I am enjoying this so much. And I'm in grad school right now as well. And um, so it's worth it. I'm learning things and applying it right away. And, you know, the magic is there for me, too, with these seniors. And uh, I will also remember this time as a very special time because it was my first year. Um, And I was and I'm new to the Ben Lapine School District. I came from Gilcrest and before that, California at a big school. And uh, it's just been neat to see the variety and all the support that we have at Ben Lapine is amazing. Um, I'm really enjoying working with Jess and all the people that take the time to help me as I have very many questions. (laughs) Amber Lee, thank you so much. Jess Calbreth, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.